Hey, James, how you doing? Hi, Dan. I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. All right. I feel like we really haven't nailed these intros. <laughs> I know. Maybe I should just go really big from the top. Should we try that? Oh. Should we start again? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, here um, we go. Okay, okay you ready? You take the lead. You take the lead. Hello, I'm Dan, host of Desert Island Dicks, the show where people choose the worst people and things to be stuck on a desert island with. And joining me is previous host and the man who put the whole thing together in the first place, James Deacon. Hi, Dan. It's me, James. Thanks for welcoming me onto the podcast on a weekly basis. Thank you for thanking me. Now, everybody listening, this isn't Desert Island Dicks. This is, of course, the companion podcast, (laughs) Compact Dicks, where you, the listener, get to choose all that is shit in the world. Yeah, something like that. Dan, that was fucking good. I'm into that. That was really good. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Great. Yeah. It's basically, it's, it's, yeah, this is, this is the com- companion podcast to Desert Island Dick. So this is where listeners, you can get in touch and you can tell us all the stuff that gets on your tits. And we'll read it out. So, should we carry on like we did with the other podcasts? How did we carry on with the other podcast? Just get right into the dicks. Yeah, 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 let's get stuck in. I'm going to start with one. Can I get mm. one? Yeah. Okay. This one is from Michael Faust, or Michael Faust. How would you say F-A-U-S-T? Faust. Michael Faust. And he says, I'm 76, stuck in the house on my own and have just discovered podcasts. I know that they have been around for a while and I feel like the aged judge who said, who are the Beatles? However, I logged on to you, listened to an early pod and have not laughed so much in an age. Thanks a lot. And I intend to trawl my way through all the podcasts. Who slash what do I hate? Just for starters, house music. Dave Clark Five. (laughs) Michael Gove and Freeform Jazz. <laughs> Snails plus the usuals have already been mentioned. Thank you, Michael. Oh, man. Thank you, Michael. I'm very pleased that you've discovered us. That means a lot to me. And he goes on to just finish with plus all the usuals that have already been mentioned. Great. Good. Well, I'm glad he- that we're striking a chord with you. And uh, I'm very happy to have you as a listener. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Michael. This comes from Jack Thompson. And this is... Uh, Well, I'll tell you why I'm so, so up for this one. Um, Jack says, people who brag about going travelling, the lowest form of humanity as I'm from Brighton, the bastards flock down here from the home counties and feel it is their God-given right to tell me about their travels to a third world country volunteering. On a side note, they always went to find themselves in very particular destinations. Why do they always find themselves in a war-torn country who has just overthrown a tyrannical dictator? They never find themselves on the Costa del Sol or Bogner, do they? Basically, their trips are a massive massage for their egos and a drain from their parents' pockets because we both know goddamn well they did not pay for it themselves. This is good. Uh, He said, now the problem I have with these people is they're blissfully unaware how neo-colonial it is to pitch up in another country and offer their services. Forcing these kids into a selfie to post on social media to show how wonderful and selfless they are. Have a word. Nice. This is great. Dan, you lived in Brighton. I lived in Brighton. I've gone travelling as well. (laughs) So, like... I've been travelling extensively. I'm, like, I'm I'm proper middle class prick. But I think the thing is, I always understood it was like I was going on a very long selfish holiday because I could, right? But there's a lot of people who like, like Brighton is like it's the unbearable thing about Brighton, which is like a lot of people sort of like yearning to tell you their stories or like you know you go around mm. someone's flat and there's loads of pictures of like 
elderly women carrying huge bundles of sticks and you're like why did you take a picture of that poor person working really hard like you know what i mean you had a nice time which you were able to do because you live in a country where you could save up and then fuck off for three months or whatever you know like accept that and it's fine but like you're not changing the world so i'm 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 with him on this okay yeah this is good even though i'm part of the problem yes so yeah thank you for that jack Dan, this next one is from mm-hmm. Paul Mamphley. Oh, yeah, Grand Mamphster Flash. Self-proclaimed stats guy to Desert Island Dicks, who has put together a spreadsheet of all the dicks, which is quite an amazing feat, um, which yeah. we should probably start using at some point. And Paul goes on to say, um, long-time listener and the stats guy both to your Desert Island Dicks as well as Compact Dicks, and therefore had to put my Desert Island Dicks in. And we welcome your dicks, Paul. And he goes on to say... This is probably the most controversial, but here it goes. Winston Churchill would be my top choice. Mm. He was a wartime hero, and I cannot deny that, but he was a horrible racist and fought vehemently... Vehemently. Vehemently against Gandhi. What does that mean? It's like you have an utter conviction about doing something, you know. Right. I think it's that sort of thing. And he said, it's affected me in a way that I cannot take £5 notes anymore. (laughs) <laughs> he says, even when I do, I have to spend it with the Queen's head facing me. So so his mean mug is not judging me when I'm spending it on a latte slash mocha. Mm, interesting. Look, you know what? I realise that in saying this, people are going to get annoyed at us saying Winston Churchill. Well, it's Paul's suggestion, but let me back it up, right? Winston Churchill, great wartime leader, undoubtedly. No one's arguing about that. We kind of needed him then, and he was really useful. But here's uh, a few things that he said, right, about... um, So I'm reading from an article about him here. When Mahatma Gandhi launched his campaign of peaceful resistance, Churchill said he ought to be bound hand and foot at the gates of Delhi and then trampled on by an enormous elephant with a new viceroy seated on his back. Wow. Uh, As the resistance swelled, he said, I hate Indians, they're a beastly people with a beastly religion. So um, I kind of think, right... He was very good at being the Prime Minister in World War Two, But, um, yeah, like, there was that other side of him. The way I see it is, right, you know when there was, like, the London Bridge terror attack thing, right? Mm. And there was some people who bravely stood up to the terrorists. And mm. one of them, apparently, said, come on, you fuckers, I'm Millwall, and then took him on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, in that situation, you want that guy on your side. Yeah. yeah? Mm. But... To have a drink with on the island, probably not. This is really actually quite good, Dan. I like that. I, yeah? I didn't know where you were going, but I'm there. I'm, with, I'm right with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, there's different different tools for different jobs, is what I'm saying. Come on, you fuckers. I'm fucking Millwall. <laughs> yeah, like, when else do you want to... You know, and if you said that that easily in the face of a terrorist, you've said it quite a lot of times, right? Yeah. Definitely. And I live very near Millwall, so I've got to be very careful about what I say. Mm. Um, and Paul goes on to say, love the podcast in both iterations, as always. Paul Manfley, a.k.a. Stato Paul. Oh, thank you, Stato Paul. Thank you again for your, your sterling work compiling stats for us. It's very much appreciated. Um, I've got one here um, from Jonathan S. 
he says, I would like to nominate a specific genre of song. It's basically a good song which has been ruined by a horrendous cover version in an advert, generally but not exclusively on a car advert. I can't actually name any right now as I turn them off within a nanosecond of the song reaching my consciousness. Typically, it's a great song full of emotion. On the car advert version, it's generally being sung by a bunch of soppy mid-twenties, possibly the same smug arseholes populating the adverts themselves, filling it with a heap of faux emotion, but basically an empty shell of a song, sounding like the worst excesses of an also-ran on the X Factor. Uh, generally, the said song will not immediately be recognisable. There will be a moment where the drivel penetrates your conscious mind and you start wondering, don't I know this song? Then the realisation along the lines of, oh my God, it's the Ace of Spades sung by Mr. <laughs> fucking Tumble. It's <laughs> really good. I Jonathan, know that exact feeling. It's but... like, it's a really breathy cover. And you're just mm. like, they used to only do it once a year for the John Lewis advert and now... It's just like any advert can have a breathy cover of a song on it. Yeah, and I've said this before in the podcast, but it like you keep thinking this trend can't carry on. It's been like ten years. Mm. It's like the whole um, keep calm and carry on thing. You're like, is this still being used? Like, who the fuck is still using this kind of way mm. of doing things? It's like for a bank as well, and it'll be like, you're not alone. Yeah. I'll be with you till the end of time. And like, you're just like, oh, oh guys, yeah. come on. And they did, um, th- this is the rhythm of the night. Oh, they did. Ma- <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> once. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> so bad. Oh, the only thing, I, like, I think it's because clients sort of go, they go up to an advertising agency and they go, uh, yeah, we really like that advert with a terrible song on it. Can we do something like that? And then the advertising agency say, have you got any money? And they go, yeah, loads. And they go, yeah, you can do something like that. And then that's how, <laughs> yeah. and that's how, that's how ads get made. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. But Jonathan, thank you for uh, sending that in. I mean, that was a beautifully written. We couldn't really add much to that. It was complete. Hey, Dan. Um, I love reading our listeners' venomous hate, but mm. um, I thought at this juncture it might be a nice place midway through the podcast to do something a little bit different. How do you feel about that? I feel I feel great. Let's do it. Okay, so Dan, what we what I always feel like we try to achieve each week, but not we're not particularly good at is uh, mm. is throwing people back to previous podcasts that we've put out and um, in getting them to listen, and so. Without asking, voluntarily, my dad, who has actually been on the podcast, episode 50, was a dad special with my dad, John Deacon, not the bassist from Queen, but still a great man. He uh, voluntarily just started going through old episodes of the podcast and has put together a little bit of a, of a nudge to, to the listeners to go back and listen to some previous episodes. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's play it now. Hi James, Dad here. Loving the new podcast, son. Just like to congratulate Dan on the takeover. Well done, Dan. Doing a great job. Now, as you know, son, I'm a massive fan of the podcast, having listened to all episodes, some of them more than once. So I'd just like to see the listeners in the direction of some of the classics. Uh, One of my favourites is Ash Frith, who chose his own son. And uh, when you listen to that particular podcast, you'll understand why. It's brilliant. Right, next up is Ian Dale, political analyst, who mentions Richard Madeley getting his cock out and having a wank. 
So uh, <laughs> makes me chuckle every time I see him on the telly. Brilliant. Next, uh, we've got former Home Secretary and Strictly Come Dancing contestant Jackie Smith, who, uh, surprise, surprise, chose Boris Johnson. This is prior to him becoming the uh, Prime Minister, but would you know it, she is a massive punk rock fan and she has seen some of the biggest bands on the planet. There you go, girl after my own heart there. I'd love to see her doing the uh, pogo on Strictly to uh, the Sex Pistols. That'd be TV gold. Anyway, there you go, son. Just a few little uh, ideas for the listeners to uh, tune into. Anyway, catch you later. Cheers, son. Bye. And that was it. That's perfect. It's great. It's, you know what? I think the thing is, we all have our favourite episodes, and it's nice to hear someone else's favourite episodes, because every time I'm trying to think of who to direct people to, I always come up with the same ones, and then just go... I'll just go and listen to the back catalogue and don't really say anything at all. So thank you, yeah. John Deacon. Yeah, I think um, if he's up for it, maybe uh, he could do some more of those. I'd be very happy to have his help. Very much appreciated. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> right, I've got another one for you here. Um, okay. This is great. This is from Nina Turnbull, and I appreciate you getting in touch because, Nina, I hear you. Hello. Thought you might want to know who a couple of my Desert Island dicks would be in the category of you shouldn't really not like them. Okay, so this was a couple of weeks ago. People that are sort of not okay to not like. Like I said Gareth Malone out of the yes. choir. Well, Nina like... has gone on to say, my kids. <laughs> oh. She says, I love them, but let's face it, they're dicks. You hurt a hair on their heads and no doubt I'll hunt you down and kill you. But they are, nonetheless, dicks young teenagers full of ridiculous ideas about the world and unwilling to listen or learn from anyone lacking in appreciation of how lucky they really are living the cushy middle-class life they do and really fucking scabby fake tan marks moldy cups and bowls sweaty socks strewn around my house lazy too I've literally just taken a compass out of my washing machine because they couldn't be asked to empty their pockets before doing the washing <laughs> and fuck me are they rude in fact they spend a lot of their time gaslighting me I think oh my god mum you are overreaching what's your problem mum you are so oversensitive I never said that mum you're losing it oh, yes man. I am losing it now with you two bastards <laughs> so on a desert island moaning every day about eating coconut oh my god mum not again we always have coconut and sleeping on leaves oh my god mum I'm not sleeping there it's shit it's a big fat no fucking thanks oh man wow Nina, that is good i feel like we were like actually you know providing a service now you know like i, I feel like it's good to offer someone a, a safe place to vent you know that's what it should be about and like it seemed like you really needed to vent i love that it was just like oh my kids and i was like oh that's a bit you know that's a bit of a, of a uh, con- uh, controversial one but then it just kept going and going. I know, it just kept going. It's just like so much stuff that she had to get off of her chest there. I love it, just unrelenting. I'm terrified of my son being a teenager because, like, he thinks I'm yeah. fucking great at the minute. Like, I can make him laugh so much. The other day he was pissing mm. himself at me just being a dick. And I, if I do the same stupid dance to him in, in you know, 14 years' time... He's gonna be like, he's gonna just like look at me with this withering look, and then just go out and like tell his friends about what a twat I am. Stood in a bus shelter drinking a can of tisky that they've bribed some <laughs> bloke to buy from the <laughs> shop nearby, moaning about how annoying his dad is. I've got one here from uh, Joseph, and uh, last week 
we put out a call for uh, theme tune dicks because uh, we were talking about various theme tunes that got on our tits. And um, Joseph says, hello, dick masters. I have mm. the ultimate answer <laughs> for the theme tune dick. It's the archers. You're driving along, listening to an interesting debate or some comedy, and then you're hit by this bumpkin ambush. As a result, I am now the Mr. Miyagi of radio button jabbing. All the best. <laughs> That's good. Is that it? I love that. That's yeah. so good. Joseph, concise, to the point, perfect. Well, this has been lovely so far. Um, mm. But, Dan, do yeah. you have one to set the listeners up with for next week? Yeah, so we'll always like any submissions of any kind of dick that you want to send us, you know, whether it's people, mm. food, drink, film, song, animal, whatever. But in case you want to get involved and, and you need a little something to jog your imagination, then I'm here's here's a here's a suggestion. Um, it's a broad one, and it can be in any category really that we talk about. So it could be a person, food, drink, song, film, animal. Oh, this is good. Yeah. But it has to be something that lots of your friends like, but you hate. So my example here is Radiohead. So like, I would say the majority of my friends love Radiohead and like I understand why they're an important band like mm. I'm not going to say oh they're shit I just don't like them but I really really can't stand them and yeah, I but think Dan, have you not have you not have you not just given them a good go this is it do you know what I mean this is the thing because no one accepts have you not the... tried to like them and do you know what? and I've even got one friend who used to hate them as well and now she loves them and she's like oh but you can't believe you don't like them I said like, you used to hate them more than I do I think I'd probably like them if it wasn't for his voice. That's the thing that really mm. I find I just find mm. it really like unsettling and creepy. But I think the thing is that everyone I know who likes Radiohead also it's like because I don't like Radiohead, they also think I just don't like any good music. It's like there's loads of bands that you could be like, Oh, I like the Beatles. Oh, I don't like the Beatles. Okay, fair enough. But with Radiohead it's like people who like Radiohead, if you don't like them it's just like, Well your opinion's worth nothing. <laughs> right, maybe that's yeah. just my friend but no, it's no, like but this is good yeah. there's a real like condescension that comes with not liking it so but the thing is it's anything like if you don't like something that all your friends like maybe it's like a song or a book or a film or whatever it's so mm. much worse than if you just don't like it on your own because you get this sort of weird kind of like you just feel out yes. of step with these people that you're really close to that you share so much with and it just make and you can't complain about it in front of them, so it's particularly jarring. So, any examples of things that your friends like but you hate? This is perfect. I, lo- I can't wait to hear it. So, send those in slash contact It's got the form on there. Send us your choices for p- things that your friends like that you don't like. Yeah, exactly. And also, just send us your other dicks as well. Yeah, you can be about anything. But if you want to get involved and you can't pin it down because there's too many floating around in your head, there's a little guide for you. Lovely. I love it, Dan. Um, Dan, this has been great. I've had a lovely time. Should we do it again next week? I'd love to. I'll be here. I'll be here too. (laughs) Good. Well, I'll join you on the island next week then. See you, Dan. Bye.